So welcome back to the Lift Your Life podcast. And I've been saying to you all, I'm going to get a guest on, I'm going to get a guest on, but everyone's everyone's been busy in January, which I think is just people avoiding me, to be totally honest, because no one's busy in January. But I have managed to get a guest on today, and I'm really, really excited for this one, because as you know, I love getting other coaches on to talk about well, coaching related topics and fitness related topics. And so you don't have to hear my views on things. And I also, as you all should know on the podcast, know that I like to have a good old discussion about the old slimming world, um, as you'll know from many of my podcasts. And the amazing lady I've got on today ticks both of those boxes. So I'm really excited for her to share her story, her experiences with you all. But as always, I'm going to let her introduce herself. So if you'd like to let the podcast listeners know who you are your name a little bit about yourself what it is you do and just maybe if you've got any fun interesting facts about you that people might not know but no one ever seems to have but there must be fill us in so floor is yours just a little introduction to the podcast whenever you're ready okay hello my name is Faye and I am the owner of FWF coaching um don't really know what else to say really I'm relatively new to the role I live in Bournemouth and it's not really a secret fact but any of my followers will know that I am obsessed with cats that's the only weird fact really it's a fun fact it's a little bit of an insight to you so maybe some listeners right now are thinking yeah she's definitely my kind of jam cat lady <laughs> but you either I don't think you hate cats but I feel like cats are one of those animals where you either, people seem to just really love them or just don't really care I feel like they're quite a polarised animal. They are a bit of Marmite. They're either lovable or absolute arseholes. Yeah, I don't don't hate cats, but I just don't vibe them. (laughs) That makes sense. Whereas like dogs. I'm that girl that if you see me walking down the street, I'll make friends with every cat that I go past. I'll try to anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I do think cats themselves are the personalities are the so different. Like some (laughs) some of the most lovable, sociable things ever and others literally just want to avoid you um yeah let's not talk about we could go on a whole tangent here anyway so (laughs) when I talk about cats we're here to talk about Faye's experiences with her own fitness journey how she is where she is now and she has a really interesting backstory which when we just got talking about in the dms the other day I was like we need to get this on the podcast so let's start at the very 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 beginning not at birth because we don't have all day but at the start (laughs) of your fitness journey so we all have a point where we kind of got started with our journeys for whatever reason. So what was yours? Where did it all start with the gym or healthy eating? What kind of triggered all that off? Um, for me, um, it was back in 2010. Um, I, <laughs> I'd been away with some uni friends to South Africa. Um, I remember being really, really not well when I was away, like malaria tablets and stuff weren't great for me. I was unfit. And I just remember thinking, okay, I'm 20, 21 years old. Like, why am I so out of breath? Um, Came home, got tagged in the photos, saw the photos and actually said to my friend, who's that? I don't remember her. Zoomed in and she said, Faye, that's you. And I was honestly so shocked that I, that it was me. I was in like, I was obviously in denial about yeah. my size and my health um, and I convinced myself that oh, I wasn't that big. Um, buying bigger clothes from Primark and being like, oh, it's because it's the Primark labels and things like that. And then I did probably something that most coaches would dread for a client. I walked into a Slimming World group. <laughs> um, 
I did lose about three and a half stone with Slimming World. Um, yeah, I, but for me, it wasn't sustainable. One of the things that I did absolutely fall in love with at the same time was going to the gym, yeah. but I didn't have, um, edu- I wasn't educated on it. I didn't, I was just going on every machine, not knowing what the hell I was doing. Um, so no matter how much weight I lost, maintained, gained, whatever situation I was in throughout that part of the journey, um, I remember loving being in the gym. That's all I really remember. Um, and then one day I had a light bulb moment. <laughs> this is way, way on though, um, because I did actually, like you said, it's a bit of a weird background, but it, once I'd lost all my weight with Swimming World, um, because I was in such this, oh my God, it's this is magic. I'm eating all this free food as they call it um and I'm losing all this weight I need to tell everyone about it you know it's the first sort of excitement people know um but I got caught up into it and I actually became a consultant myself and and started running the groups so that kind that's where I started off with my weight loss journey basically amazing and the thing is I think so many of us do get caught up in some sort of diet club or regime when we start because ultimately we have an issue and if something is selling us the solution and it sounds you know pretty straightforward and other people are doing it and you see a success you're going to of course go well yeah of course I'm going to do that and I actually tried it at first I've tried following the principles with my family and it just I couldn't do it just something didn't click for me but I never really went to the group or anything like that I just kind of followed what my mum was doing what my dad was doing because they both went Mm-hmm. Um, but I have many clients who have gone. I've got many friends and family who have gone and heard so many different experiences that I've got my own personal um, beliefs on it based upon me again, what other people have gone through, but hearing that you actually became a consultant. Now, this isn't something that I've heard many people have, people have gone through it and then, you know, they've either done well or they haven't. And then they've kind of, you know, come out the other end and realized mm-hmm. that it's not the best thing, but I've never actually had anyone become a consultant which is you know, mm. quite a big deal so let's talk about your experiences that sort of how long you did it for what your yep. job involved um did you have any sort of training yeah just kind of fill me in about a little bit about what life was like working as a consultant was it paid all these sort of things people don't really know about yeah a lot I think there is um I think people think that consultants are paid you're actually um you're, you buy the franchise you're actually self-employed and you're um payment is commission basically based on how many people are in your group Got you. um I did very well and I I'll admit that I did I find that um I connect with people quite well by um you know talking about my own experiences and I think that's a lot of the time that people probably came to the group more for a social than the actual swimming world itself but that's one thing that I can say is that with my experience there what I did see is you do get support as as a consultant there is a, you do have a massive community there there is that there and you're around like-minded people um it is also very stressful because obviously at the end of the day you are self-employed it is very uh, sales driven you you very much got to get your name out there where your group is and things like that but for me the thing that always sat in the bottom of my gut was why is it that I'm not able to help a certain percentage of people get to where they want to be. Why, why are they struggling so much? Um, and I just felt helpless in that sense because one of the questions you said is, you know, do you get training? Yes, there is a certain element of training, but I don't feel 
that it actually educates the consultants, myself at the time, because we you never really learn about nutrition. You never really learn about, you know, the exercise called body magic, you know, movement and stuff like that. And I don't think it, I think you as a consultant, a lot of the time you become the person that is supporting someone that is in a bad place. Yeah. And you've got no tools to help them, or thoroughly help them. Um, I don't think the training was extensive enough. And it wasn't until I went on later on to do my PT course that it was like, oh my God, what have I been doing? Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's something that I've heard from a lot of people is that people have had very, very mixed experiences with consult consultants. So some have had very, very positive experiences and others have had negative. And a lot of the negative experiences have been just that the information relayed has just been wrong and that's because of the lack of education and for me yeah. it's something that I think is unforgivable in that you're putting a woman in a position of authority to dictate to all these women about their health and fitness without just the basic understanding Knowledge. and yeah. how can you how can we do that you know that's that's not okay in any way shape or form and a lot of people then come out the other side and think oh my god I was told this at something well and that's just it's just not right and mm. Just like a bit, it doesn't have to be like, you know, as in depth as level P2 or three, but just an understanding of energy balance, understanding of micro and macronutrients. And mm. I think it would really, really help. But so what was your job then? What did you actually have to do is obviously you had to try and drive people into the group. Um, <laughs> it's quite an interesting one, that because when you kind of think of the psychology of that, if your job is to get paid based upon numbers, you mm. could then kind of lose sight of, what's actually important and this is something we were just yeah. talking about is like the coaching industry right now is quite sort of money orientated and ultimately as a consultant you probably got into that like you said because you had this then passion that this has worked for you and you want to spread yeah. the message and spread mm -hmm. the success with other women and that was probably your initial motive and I'm guessing as time went on there will have been times where your motive will have been Christ, if I need to pay the bills here, I need to be getting more women into this group and it became yeah. like a numbers game rather than a you know an actual passion which if you did well probably wasn't as big a deal but I'm guessing there's consultants out there who have maybe lost sight of what's important which is helping others and they're just thinking I need more numbers I need more numbers I need more mm. numbers which is quite sad actually yeah. um but you said you went quite well so what was your job then what did you have to do on like a weekly basis a daily basis what did the job role involve um I mean promoting straight away you know that was the top thing it was always promotion there were certain times of the year that you'd promote I'm sure you can imagine what times of the year they were um and it was a case of the to cut a really long story short the members come in they pay they weigh they decide if they want to take a seat for support or if they go home it for me I found that it was very 50 50 if 100 people walked through the door 50 people would leave 50 people would stay um or you know some weeks it'd be 90 people left and 10 people stayed. it just depends on the time of year and what was going on for those people at the time and then you basically start the group you go around each person talk about their results talk about how you can help them what got in their way or if they've been successful what was it they did differently could they share any top tips any amazing meals that they had and that part um you know again 50 50 it had its challenges because it does very much put you on the spot and there is training for trying to deal with certain situations 
but also there was also the very good positive side of things and when you see someone you know turn it around after a few bad weeks it was just like it reminded me why I was doing it because I'd been in that seat I'd been that person um and seeing friendships form you know two people walk in absolute strangers and then within a few months they were like the best of friends and they'd absolutely smash their goals like that's what I loved about it yeah um but you you know it was also heartbreaking when you had someone there that was absolutely miserable and weren't getting the results that they deserved and I I did well in the sense of that again I could relate to them and help them with that side of things but you physically can't take the pain away from someone that's struggling um so that was very very hard um in respect to what you said as well about like numbers um <laughs> I think you know for any consultant it January is very usually busy I would say after the Christmas situation and then as it starts to the numbers start to drop exactly what you said you just think oh my god like I need to pay my mortgage um and then that's when you're kind of in the middle of I'm passionate about this and I believe in it to I need to pay the bills I need to get bums in the seats as such so yeah <laughs> that's interesting so I guess the next thing will be just then because everyone will be thinking okay that's cool and now she's a PT so when when did you stop and why so what caused you to stop what was the reason behind it and then what sort of led you on the trajectory to then going down a different route okay so I I, I'd lost about three and a half stone. Um, I've still been going to the, the gym, but at this point, again, not educated when it came to any sort of training. It was a case of six days a week running myself into the ground, just wanted to keep the number down on the scales. Then I started to realize that I was obsessed with the number on the scales. Then if I had too many sins, if I went over by like half a sin, it was like, oh, I fucking blew it. That, you know, straight away that, and I realized that I had a really negative mind shift I'd gone from loving this to why am I struggling then I couldn't maintain it then I was gaining weight and before I knew it I was nearly back up to my original weight so just so that your your listeners know like I started at 15 stone four got down to 11 stone six and a half and then by the end of my slimming world journey as a consultant when I started my PT course I was back up to about 14 stone eight um and I was like okay <laughs> what is in my head, I just couldn't understand what was going on. I was doing everything yeah. that I'd learned and I'd been taught. Then I noticed that there were a lot of those patterns that I were experience, experiencing in my members. And then I did actually, for the last year, I became um, a, a team leader and my team did very well. But throughout that, it was lockdown. We were doing it from home. I was struggling even more to help members online because at that point we were doing it all over Zoom like yeah. this. Um, and something in my gut just went, I cannot do this. I don't believe in it anymore. Um, and I found myself talking about calories because I started to read up on things on Google. And then I started talking to the PTs in, in my gym. And I just remember going, I'm going to start a PT course. I don't know. It was just, I was like, I'm going to start a PT course. I need to learn. I need to educate myself. And then as soon as I started to realize, because I hadn't quite left Slimming World at that point, I had a real big guilt between wanting to leave and not wanting to let my members down that had been with me for like, what, four or five years. Um, 
but I just took the leap. I just handed in my notice. And don't get me wrong, the managers were so supportive. They totally, you know, understood. They were like, yeah. you know, you've got to do you at the end of the day. Um, but that's what made me, I was like, I need to just take the leap. And I did it. And I don't regret a single thing at all. Um, at the time that I started my PT course, I did also sign on with an online coach. And um, yeah, she helped me change my mind completely. It was just, it was a, it was honestly a switch. I was like, God, why haven't I done this years ago? Amazing. So good to hear that though. It's so good to hear a story of someone, you know, coming out of that mentality and, you know, getting into a place where they're doing something that, because you did ultimately you're still doing the same job in that you're helping people to change their food relationship and change their bodies and feel better in themselves. But you're just doing it in a way now that is actually much healthier and actually getting a long-term result. So you're still doing the same job, which is absolutely brilliant. So in terms of what you do now, um, fill people in on kind of when you sort of started PT, what you do as a PT. And it'd be quite interesting to know, actually, if any of the things that you learn or did within Slimming World, from like coaching styles or things that you did, you've transferred over into your PT business. Because I think people think of like Slimming World and like personal trainers as kind of like two like fighting things yeah. that will never get on. And usually they do have very very conflicting ideologies but I do think there is a lot of crossover and a lot of pros and cons to each which I think we can merge and from speaking to people who've gone to Slimming World and hearing about the the positives of some of the experiences I've rather than just being that very stubborn PT going oh no Slimming World I've listened to that Mm-hmm. and listen to why it's been a success it'd be interesting to know a bit about what you do now as a, as a coach and a PT um, your philosophy sort of you know what you stand for and have you actually transferred anything across over from Slimming World into the way that you coach and deliver things now yeah okay cool um so I've gone completely blank so as a coach um I mean at the moment I have my one-to-one PT sessions still my regular every week uh, ladies and gents absolutely love seeing them um I do my boot camps and things like that love that because I love the thought of bringing people together and I just I love that community feel and then my online coaching is a case of I take on women and men and I want to help them with turning around their mindset and their mental health around food their body um the relationship with scales and I want to help pass on my knowledge to them in order for them to break away from any kind of negative horrible feelings that they may have and they're holding on to inside and then the training comes along and then the nutrition comes along and it all just fits together I want them to then be able to turn around to me and say you know months or whatever how long however long it is I don't need a coach anymore because they've got the life skills to go and do that and be happy I don't want anyone to be miserable and I and I'm very passionate about that because I've been in a very dark place and I don't want anyone to be alone and experience that. With saying that the things that I learned from Slimming World is that it is so comforting to talk to people that know how you feel because you can feel very alone, very isolated and feel like you're going mental, like you're the only one that has this bad relationship with food or You can't even look at yourself in the mirror in your underwear or even fully clothed for that matter. I know that's where I've been before. And so for me, I always want 
my clients to have the opportunity to get to know each other and have that community feeling to have that support to be able to talk to people that are like-minded and appreciate you know what you're not alone in this Mm -hmm. I've been there I'm experiencing it we've got your back so from the slim world side things community and support is the biggest that is the biggest thing I've taken from it and I will always implement that into anything that I do with my coaching brilliant and I guess on the flip side, then it would be quite nice to hear about maybe what things are things that were valued more within Slimming World that you no longer do in your coaching or things that you just think, you know what, that actually is more harmful than beneficial, if that makes sense. So things that you've left behind from Slimming World. Um, I think leading people with knowledge that isn't going to do them any good. Um, so, for instance, telling people that you can have this food unlimited and no matter what you're going to keep the weight off um I, I like to be realistic calories in calories out at the end of the day that I don't believe in sins um I just think that that's what created quite a bad mindset for me personally and many of my clients that I've taken on who are excellent and well members um I won't take I I am fully against restriction and I am a very lifestyle if it fits your macros type background so for me it's a case of if you want to eat chocolate and you can fit it in that's fine I don't want it to be like right limited to x amount that's just you know you must have loads of this but you can have a little bit of that it's got to be their choice because I think the minute you say to someone you can't have that well what do you want to do you want that so that's something I won't be taking over into coaching, limiting and restriction, not at all. <laughs> no, absolutely. And what about um, sort of like the scale weight focus? Because I know in Slimming World, that was probably that the biggest thing, isn't it, in terms of sort of like a progress metric is more numbers focus. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's quite a negative, harmful thing? And do you sort of take a back seat with that now? So it's because obviously it is a tool, a metric of progress if you are on a fat loss journey for sure. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I like to say to my clients, it's just data. It's just one thing amongst the many things that we can gauge our progress on every single week. And I know from clients who have come from like a slimming world diet club background where their success was very, very heavily. Like we said, you come in, you weigh, and then you can go after that. There's no sort of club. That can be literally like a, you've done well this week, you succeeded or you haven't, which is probably my biggest hate around it is that focus on, you know, if you weigh in and you lose weight, great you're amazing if you haven't and you've gained weight well not great but that's not always the case so how has your sort of mentality changed towards that were you okay with that when you were a consultant and then did that change over time it'd be quite interesting to know about that actually um when you're losing weight of course you're okay with the scales (laughs) um I think it was more than not knowing why when it stopped going down or you couldn't maintain it that that's why I don't like um being so scale orientated exactly like what you said it is just a number and it measures you as a whole it's not just saying oh you you put on fat this week if you've gained it's a case of you might be hormonal maybe you haven't had a crap today you know (laughs) whatever it is um so been it was very difficult as a consultant because you only had one thing to go by now I give the option to my clients that if you want to get on the scales fantastic let's do it if you feel as though maybe once a month would be better then let's do that 
we need to weigh in at some point just so that we can see where we are. Maybe we need to tweak the calories, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I am more focused on measurements, how they feel mentally, how they feel physically, photos, you know, are the pair of jeans that you've wanted to get in for the past six months now on. Um, so I am, it is difficult because I do have some amazing men and women as my clients and it's been quite a long journey to um, get their fixation away from that number on the scales and trying yeah. to teach them that it doesn't define them as a person in the slightest or that they progress because there are progress in many other ways. Yeah, no, I totally agree on that. And it's, I literally did a webinar this week for my clients on because so many of them in the check-ins were getting so hung up on the number. I was like, right, I've had enough of this. Let's change our mindset towards it. And again, a lot of these women who joined the webinar live were the ones who have come from these sort of backgrounds. Mm. And I think ultimately it's a very easy way of, you know, sort of quote unquote measuring progress, isn't it? Because it's a number, it's objective, it's there. Whereas sort of how you feel and pictures and things it's a bit more subjective or it's a bit of a slower change like week to week you might not see a physical change in yourself but week to week you can see a number change which is I think yeah. why people do get hung up on it but what I've said to mine now is the more you actually educate yourself on the scale which I think again is something missing from Slimming World is scale weight education mm-hmm. um, in terms of why it changes what it actually measures what is it actually showing you because now that it's data and I say to my clients, look, I honestly don't, I'm not bothered about what that number says because I just look at it as data and I can learn yeah. more about my body. And you can actually find it quite interesting when you change your mindset, because you can learn how your body reacts under times of stress, how your body reacts under hormonal changes. Like I know I'd have, I've had a few really shit weeks and my scale, which is not coming down, even though my calories have been a bit lower, my output's been a bit higher. So logically speaking probably should be coming down a bit or maintaining and it's kind of hovering up and I know because I know my body that that is purely stress driven so it's quite interesting I think and I think again it's just a total mindset shift isn't it which I think will be so helpful within these diet clubs is you don't have to become like a nerd like me and enjoy the scale weight education but just that basic bit of knowledge to go that that does not define your progress Mm-hmm. because one thing that I resonate with and remember so much and you can probably relate to this yourself or with the members you dealt with is my mum went once and she went buzzing she'd had this um, she'd have done amazing I've ticked every box I've been so good this week and again I hate that good and bad mentality you're like you're not a freaking child you're not being good or bad you've been a freaking human yeah but she felt amazing so hyped and I remember coming back coming back that night and I couldn't see I was like oh where's mum how's she done how much has she lost and Mad went just don't talk to her so yeah. why she goes she's put on a pound and she's literally she's been in the bedroom crying all night. yeah and I was like but why is she upset because she's had an amazing week you know she's gone to the gym she's got back into the gym she's yeah. crushed her diet she's done freaking amazing and because that one number has gone up she now thinks less of herself as a human she now thinks what is the point and yeah. this is again it can be so demotivating for people because they then do get in that headspace of why, why do I carry on? Why do I do all this? And it's like, but you've been amazing because you've proven to yourself that you can be consistent, which for a lot of people is huge because you've got to change your habits and behaviors, which mm-hmm. is hard. You know, some people getting into the gym, it's anxiety, it's a new habit, and all of these things that you need to celebrate. And if you're feeling amazing, like you feel a little bit more energized and you maybe feel a little bit, because she said, oh, I'm feeling slimmer. You're feeling slimmer, then brilliant. And who cares what that number says? Like I say to my clients sometimes, like, right, if I could take 10 pounds off the scale, 
or drop like two dress sizes and you feel like an absolute boss ass queen which you're picking second mm. say no more yeah uh, it is it's such a when people ask me about my experiences with swimming world my experience as a member and my experience as a consultant are very blurred and it's yeah. quite hard and do you know what there are consultants that are still working there that I know there are people that have left that and every single one of them are wonderful human beings that genuinely care about these people and they've either stayed for the fact that they're doing fine or they still believe in it and some people have left because their time's up with it they've done fine they don't need it anymore or they've left because they've had the same experience as I have um and it and exactly like you said it, it doesn't matter who you speak to everyone's had a different experience and I think that's why it's probably quite blurred information out there as to what you're going to get when you walk into a group mm. but from my experience um it was like it was like this magical thing that once I finally found out how it did actually work <laughs> it was like okay I don't understand how I've been losing weight and then it just became a very dark place because I think it did form um, a bad relationship with food personally and um, it, I did form a binge eating disorder towards the end of it but I kept that very quiet for a long time until I accepted it myself yeah. um, which is why I went with um, a coach who really oh my god the amount I literally turned up to my consultation with her and I just cried I don't even know if I said anything <laughs> and she was like you need to get out and I remember walking in two weeks later I was like I've quit I've done a, I've got signed up to a PT course and I was just so excited and well now I'm here talking nonsense about it so <laughs> that's great it's a really lovely story as well because it's it's really lovely to see when someone has come out of the end of that and is in a much stronger place in their body with their knowledge with their food relationship um, it's really lovely to hear and see that. So I just wanted to throw that out there. So because you've had such a, a whirlwind of an experience, you know, you've had your ups, you've had your downs, and now you're freaking killing it. You know, you're now helping other people to do the things that you, you know, that's what you set out to do. And now you can do that much more effectively. You know, it's what you set out to do years ago. And now you're absolutely, you're doing that, but in a much better way. Yeah. So the kind of last message that I wanted to get from you, just to share with the listeners for maybe anyone out there who is, struggling with dieting, struggling with their food relationship, struggling with body image, feeling a little bit lost because this time of year is, is quite a tricky one because you do come out of that post-Christmas period and a lot of people then decide, you know what, maybe I want to do something about my body and I want to change it. But because there's so many, it's, there's just so much, isn't there, out there now? Everyone's a coach. There's PTs everywhere. Marketing for diets and clubs and healthy eating is like at its highest. It's really, really hard to know what, what you what to do. Yeah. So obviously we can't tell you what to do because everyone's decision is their own. But I think it would be good to hear from yourself, from your own personal experiences, just some bits of advice that you can give to other ladies out there who maybe are where you were, who are maybe a little bit happy in their body right now, struggling a little bit, um, maybe have joined a diet club, think about going back or think about starting one. Honestly, what would you say to people in terms of what maybe they should do, what they should look to do, anything that maybe you would totally avoid? Let's just hear your bits of advice. Um, the first thing I'm going to say to avoid is please don't drink juices and detox and smoothies. Please don't do it. If you've got to live your life and have real food. Um, in my personal experience, if something in your gut 
doesn't feel right or you don't understand if you're just feeling confused like you're not succeeding if you're unhappy then I would like if they're doing something right now i.e if they're you know if they're doing herbal life or whatever and they're thinking oh my god you know this is I don't feel right and I'm not succeeding and they're not happy and they're not living their life just you know normally I would avoid that straight away if it doesn't feel right avoid it um my it's really hard I don't want to send any, any sort of you know message out there to say you must do this every person's different everyone's got to find what fits sure. them so I think that is I suppose then really the advice I'd give is go out there try different things and just give it a go because at the end of the day there's no such thing as failure there's a thing such as learning a lesson and that's absolutely fine because that goes along with educating yourself and then when you find something that makes you happy you're not restricting yourself you start to form a relationship with yourself and your body again then that is what is right for you um for me it was the freedom of being able to eat whatever I want and still get progress that for me was the biggest thing and look at myself butt naked and be okay with it <laughs> so I guess what I, a good a good message for that would be then if instead of telling it to these other ladies if you could go back in time to the you that started you know when you saw those photos and what would you tell her then what would you tell her to do in that situation because I know you could argue that that experience of Slimming World was needed to Mm. shape who you are right now and that's what I say about all of my life experiences with my mental health and my own body my eating disorder it's like yes in some respects I wish it never happened because obviously no one wants the bad stuff to happen to them would I be where I am right now if those things hadn't happened I don't think I would be. No. I don't think, no. But if we take the philosophical edge off off it and be like, we wouldn't be the women we are today, (laughs) um, what bit of advice would you give the old you to avoid all of this sort of the mental ups and downs that you have had? You know, what would you actually say to her? Don't be so hard on yourself. Just love yourself. And it's easier said than done. Keep going. And things work out in the end, no matter whether it's, you know weight related anything that you're going through in your life at that point just keep going and know it will get better but yeah. I just don't give up on yourself that that I was because there were times where it was pretty dark and oh god I can I remember those feelings it was absolutely awful so I would just go back and say to myself don't be so hard on yourself keep going you've got this amazing would you have would you give the advice, would you have given the old you the advice of to go find like a PT or coach to help you on your journey? Or do you think like, I guess it's quite a hard one, isn't it? When you have had that experience because the ups and the downs have made you who you are, but knowing what you know now, would you have rather just gone in and learn straight away from the get-go, do you think in terms of nutrition? And- um, I think I would have liked to have known, not so much for myself, I think I would have liked to have known the educational side of things, nutrition and, and exercise and training for the people that I was, I ended up supporting. Yeah. Uh, for them, I wish I, I had, um, because that's what I love to do is help others. For myself, I think that actually what I've gone through emotionally, physically has actually made me 
it's made me mold myself into a complete different person so the person I was back then compared to now that they're not the same people and actually the the things I've gone through enable me to hold a client's hand and be like you know what I've got your back I've been there and so I don't I think if I hadn't had that experience I wouldn't be able to coach as well as I do agreed um sounds a bit big-headed but I I do pride myself in the fact that I love to support them I agree so I think there's a total huge difference between understanding and relating. Like I honestly know for a fact, and you can, you'll be able to 100% relate to this, that we can sort of look at a client's problem from the surface, but when we've had something experience, something similar, the level of empathy that you can have and understanding, it really levels up the coaching experience because you can really understand the emotions and the behaviors and actually have practical tangible strategies rather than just reading something from like a textbook which never freaking works by the way because we're <laughs> humans we're not we're not you know science objects that just mm-hmm. keep computer programs we all have individual needs so I agree I agree you know when people say to me do you, do you know you just wish you'd found your PT straight away it's like well maybe in some respects yes but you have to go you have to go through the lows to experience the highs better so that's one thing for everyone going through anything crap is I always say to people that negatives always will turn into a positive because right now it might seem shit but you will grow as a person from it you will learn from it and you will only get better so never see failures or setbacks as negative because Mm. they you will only get better from it and learn from it and be better because if we just knew everything straight away and got it right from the get-go with everything life would be so boring like okay. <laughs> I'm saying this off the back of having one of the one of a very very stressful week and I'm just like I wish everything was just so much plain sailing but it's developing my skill set in different things and my resilience and these things do build you to be a better person so mm-hmm. finishing on a very philosophical note there but I think it needed to be said because regardless to health and fitness with anything in life negatives will build you up as a person and make you better at your job as a person as a mum mm-hmm. in your fitness endeavors so if you're going through so much shit now and you feel like you're failure, you'll get better from it. You'll grow from yeah. it. Massive lessons. I don't, I always say there's no such thing as, oh my God, I'm a failure. It's okay. I failed at that, but you know what? I learned this from it and I know what to do moving forward. And without those, you're never going to move forward as a person. No. Um, so actually, I think you should see quote unquote failures as actually uh, there are positives to having them. Definitely. like a, it's the whole growth and fixed mindset isn't it you know fixed mindset is I failed that's it be all and end all that's who I am growth mindset is okay what do I do from here how yeah. can this better me how can this make me better yeah. so I hope that has ended the podcast in quite a positive actually because it's giving people something to go away and be like yeah I'm a failure <laughs> but I'm amazing um to listen to this podcast but before we wrap this up is there anything um on this topic that we've not covered that you think is important for people to know or do you think we've kind of I think we've pretty much covered it I would just say you know if you're struggling you know with your with your fitness your health whatever just reach out ask for help yeah get that information if it's not for you move on and find something else or someone else because not every coach you know not every client that comes to me finds I'm the coach for them oh absolutely there, not. there's so many coaches out there that I know that are amazing like yourself that will bring some sort of real positive element to that journey and um every coach I've been with I've taken something away from it that has made me the person I am as a client and as a coach so just reach out and ask for help and I think that actually lends itself very nicely onto the 
the where can people find you question over on Instagram because I'm sure like me we aren't those coaches that are like if you slide in our DMs asking us a question you got to pay us for it I'm always happy if someone's got a question or just you know a general sort of in, you know inquiry about something I am going to answer it because it's like I'm not giving you a full diet or training plan or anything if you just want to know one little quick question that I can answer of course I'm going to answer it I'm a human and I'm sure you're the same so if people do have any questions because people might actually off the back of this you know you know who can relate to your experiences where can they find you uh, they can find me on Instagram. Um, so my handle is at FWF Coaching. Um, there's a picture of me looking a lot more feminine than I do now. <laughs> I can relate to those. The, the, the nice photography photos that we get of ourselves. It's like, that's not me at all. But, you know, if I actually put, yeah, I know, I do that when I put like, my Instagram photos, I'm on a consult call, I'm like, God, people are actually going to think, who who's who's this <laughs> coach. but we had to do it if I actually put a real like this is at me every day selfie as my Instagram caption I'm gonna be like yeah I'm not working with this tramp um <laughs> but I will put your Instagram in the show notes as well so if you people have missed that it's in the show notes guys so please mm-hmm. do give her a follow she's absolutely lovely she's got loads of amazing content so do give her a follow give her a support if you've enjoyed this Give us both a tag on Instagram as well. Just tag us both, you know, screenshot it or whatever, tag us because it'd be lovely for us to see that you've listened and that it's been helpful. But as always, everyone, have a fantastic day, whether you've been listening to this on a walk, doing some work, whatever. Hope it's been interesting. I hope Faye has brought you some amazing insight into the world of Slimming World and her experience. And I hope it's been interesting because it's definitely been interesting for me to learn about someone going through the process, but actually being a consultant as well um so yeah thank you for listening and we will see well i will see you on next week's episode i'm sure i will bring faye back for another one but yeah she's not coming next week i need a break i need to do a solo (laughs) one have a good one guys and i'll catch you in a bit